Hello, and welcome to the Flip and Shift podcast. My name is Julie Walls. This podcast was based on the Flip and Shift's tagline, flipping your thinking to then shifting your behavior. The Flip and Shift podcast focuses on temperament to then how we evolve in our thinking to which influences our behaviors. We create belief systems throughout life, which affects the outcomes in our lives. Did you know that you can reprogram these belief systems? to produce the outcomes you so desire. No matter what you're dealing with, there will always be a solution for you. So this podcast should give you some hope. Yay! With each episode, we'll be chatting with leading experts in the field that have overcome struggles of their own. They found their way to overcome areas in their lives that needed focus and are now actually helping others to find their way. We all have a story to share. Let's learn from our past to change our future, and most importantly, inspire and help others along the way. If you are wanting to feel empowered, inspired, and are ready to make those changes in your life, you are subscribed to the right podcast. And hey, thank you so much for your support. Now, grab your favorite drink or snack, turn up the volume, kick back, and enjoy this chat. Without further ado, we have Tressa Vreeland. She's the founder of Transform Today with Tressa Vreeland Fitness. She'll be discussing her life story and how she's transformed the struggles she's faced with self-acceptance, self-love, which is so important, you guys. It's so important to connect to that. And ultimately, health issues to now helping others rebuild confidence within, and that's so important, overcome self-worth belief patterns, which... I mean, everybody has, you're not alone with that, you guys. And it's the matter of, of figuring out a way to overcome those areas of our lives. So now she's teaching others to be the best version of themselves mentally and physically. So it's important to have that mind-body connection. And she's a fitness expert and she provides personal coaching services. So hello, Tressa, how are you? Hi, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for this. This is, I've been I'm looking excited. forward to this. You look fantastic, by the way. Thank you. I'm not in sunny Florida. Oh, yeah. No, wait. Where are you out of? I am in central Illinois. Okay. Which it's, there's no sun. How cold is it? There's no sun today. No sun, but we're getting there because my pool opens in less than two weeks. So it better be getting warm. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, so yes, yes. We all have to have our pool days, get that vitamin D. Awesome. So you're central Illinois. Now, do you have any kids? I do. I have a husband that we've been married almost 13 years and my two girls, which are 11 and seven next month. So pool party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The 11 year old and the seven year old boy, that's keeping you busy. Oh, you can say that. (laughs) Sports and everything, right? Oh, we've got art. We've got theater, tumbling, I know it's non-freaking stop, right? You have to be mentally and physically ready to deal with all that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Awesome. So you're from central Illinois. Now, can you talk to us a little bit, give it a little bit more personal insight on your upbringing? What was it like and how did it influence the choices in your life? Sure. Sure. So I, you know, was born in the late seventies. We'll say that. Yeah. And I had the typical like leave it to beaver kind of home where mom stayed home, dad worked every day, but was home for dinner, six o'clock every night. Like you could look at the clock and it was, he was walking in the door. We had dinner together. I'm the oldest of three. There's like five years in between all of us. So I was 
you know, I was an only child for five years and kind of living out in the country, you know, there wasn't a lot of friends and things like that, but being the oldest, I was a rule follower, didn't do anything wrong. Like you're the leader, you're the leader of you have all these expectations being the oldest, right? So much pressure, (laughs) a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I did, you know, I learned a lot about family. I mean, we were very close and, you know, I got my work ethic from my dad, you know, just putting in the time, getting up early. I mean, you know, he woke me up every day, you know, ready to go. And that was very important to me. Yeah. 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 And doing, you know, and with dad teaching me that work ethic really taught me to do the time to do the right things to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about self-worth you guys today. So stay with us. And I think that's really important to understand how we determine our self-worth. And I want to ask you, when did you discover that your self-worth, and I know we've had conversations in the past, you guys, and she's going to talk a little bit about that and give a little bit of insight on that. And a lot of times with self-worth, we kind of make that discovery based on outside influences. Did you experience that at all? And, you know, and what was your process of discovery with self-worth? Well, I would say, I don't know if I actually labeled it, you know, gave it that name until much later in life. Yeah. But you know what it is, right? I mean, right. we really don't. we're trying right. to figure it out. Yeah. I had no idea. I just felt like, oh, wow. Like I need to do this to be important kind of thing. Oh, but yeah. I first kind of got the inclination when I was about 14 Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a, just a shock moment, but didn't think too much, you know, further into it. But then over time in high school, things started, you know, popping out that really made me realize. Yeah, Trust me, I ask you at 14, what was it that you kind of, is it, is it being around friends? Cause I think 14 is such an important age. You yeah. get so influenced. It's when you kind of just start to figure out, okay, these are what people think of me. Did you experience that as well? Not quite then. I would say that started happening about a year later, but it was a specific moment. Okay. That, yeah. It was a specific moment where it was like, oh yeah. Okay. So I need to behave this way. Otherwise I might not get ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then another moment I will share was I remember walking down the hallway in high school and a girlfriend who I thought happened to see me. And she was like, oh, hey, she's like, I thought you moved. And mind you, we rode the same bus for 10 years and we lived less than a mile apart. And I was like, no. But the thing was, is I didn't have a friend group as they call them now. You know, I wasn't a cheerleader. I wasn't the jock. I wasn't in this club or that club. So I was forgotten about. That's why. And, but I was friends with everybody. Like I never had an enemy. I was literally friends with people, my grade above me, below me, but I was just not enough, good enough friends to get invited to that party. You know, yeah. so they were, they I feel were, you on that. I, I yeah. feel, I think we've had a little bit of a comparative type factors there. And I think, you know, that you and I are probably close to, you're probably a lot younger than me, but <laughs> close to the same age. And, but yeah, that time in life where that's so important to be included, accepted. And, you know, that we call it in the popular groups, right? I don't know what you call them. I don't know what it's called now. I mean, yeah. I can't keep up, but right. yeah, that, that whole of, you know, you're kind of, you don't know where you kind of fall. 
Right, right. right. And that leads to when you do get that attention from Mm -hmm. somebody, whether it's good or bad attention, you're going to go with it because you feel accepted. Yeah. You know, so somebody that never did anything wrong was finding myself in situations that, hey, well, at least they're friends with me. Yeah. So I'll just do whatever because Mm -hmm. I have those friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was around 19, which of course had to do with a guy. Oh yeah. (laughs) That it was. And (laughs) those guys. I know. I know. (laughs) And that was another moment where it was like, because of who it was, I was like, wow, that means I'm somebody if I'm with this person, you know? And then, you know, that went away and then it happened again about 25, but on a much higher level that it was like, okay, now I've made it. I am somebody like I can go back to high school and be like, look what I'm doing and have, but it wasn't really good decisions. (laughs) Yeah. So finally at 25 is when my morals kicked in and it was like, okay, I am smart and no more of this. Like I'm going to be who I want to be and I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Do you know? I mean, was it just like an aha moment or was there an actual, you know, a revelation? A lot of folks have those revelations early on. I don't think I really did, to be honest with you. How did you come into that whole empowerment piece? Like, well, there was a series of events. It was a, like a relationship that it was just one thing after the other was just toxic, right? Just general toxic. But it was going back to that high school mind of thinking, well, I'm cooler if I stay. Mm-hmm. but deep down it just finally was like, you know what? This is stupid. Yeah. It was literally just like, go with your gut, that instinct you have and, you know, get out. So it was kind of a, I mean, it took a while, but when it yeah. did, like there was no hesitation. It was done. And yeah. It was like over. So, so, so did you feel like, cause I think some folks, that have self-love, self-worth, self-confidence issues. They're struggling with perception, you know, how they're supposed to look, how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to respond. They can't really figure out really what they need or, you know, for themselves. Did you find that you struggled with those types of pieces? Yes. Okay. Uh, it wasn't all of the above or just some of it. I mean, I, I, all of the above, all yeah. of the above. I mean, yes. From, you know, hair, clothes, body, everything. It yeah. was just pieces of everything. I mean, nothing really stuck out more than the other. It was just a whole, a whole package. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so then did, how did you start breaking it down and working on self-love, self-worth, inner confidence? Well, <laughs> it was mindset. Yeah. I mean, that is so, so huge. I mean, and I don't care yeah. what you say, like you have to turn off the negativity and you have to surround yourself with positive influence Yes. I know people talk about on social media a lot, like Facebook, where they see, you know, negative things all the time. Well, I don't even know what's going on because I, my algorithm, if you will call it, I don't see anything negative, nothing, because I don't ever work with that. I only surround myself with positive stuff. And this happened at that age of 25. Like it started then. I mean, I actually moved, I moved out of state. That's how much I got out of things. So I left and I basically started over, you know, and I had a great job, you know, new friends, you know, just changed everything. Yeah. Cause it was like, no, this is who I want to be. 
Isn't that amazing? I mean, just changing perspective, getting away from not like-minded folks, folks that are lower vibration, aligning to, and I, and I want to ask you, is, did you start going into fitness? That's why I'm thinking, okay, I align, align yourself with fitness like-minded folks, folks that are wanting to find inner confidence. And I want to just say, you know, I love you and I wish I would have been home to be able to connect with you. Now I live in Montana right. and I totally hired you on as a fitness coach, but connecting to a fitness coach to me, has been insanely instrumental. My mindset is there. I feel powerful. I'm thinking in a more powerful, inner confidence building type way. And that's kind of what you ended up doing. You moved away. You got away from all the negativity, blocked it, your mental blocks, physical blocks. And then you started to build up on who, who Tressa is, right? right. That inner confidence, right. inner empowerment. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because I mean, I will tell you, so going back to the fitness aspect, so you had said, you know, what got you, you know, me into that and all that. Well, growing up, I do have a competitive nature, like okay. inside me, like I'm the one that if we're going to play board games, and you're going to be on my team, you better be good at it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to be, be on your team because I suck. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not the one I do not let my kids win. Yeah, I'm like, no, if I'm playing, I'm winning. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's okay. awesome. So yeah. I have that, you know, in me. Okay. However, I was also born with a curse of, I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram scale. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. Well, I am a mix of a one and a three. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, really, I check all the boxes, but minus like one box on like the yeah. three. So it's like, I'm a one and a three, which okay. is, you know, the high achiever and the perfectionist. Okay. So therefore I did not attempt to do sports and stuff like that growing up in high school because I was always afraid to let down my team. Right. I did attempt and I tried out my freshman year in high school to make the volleyball team. I made it by, I ended up leaving like yeah. halfway through because I just felt the pressure constantly because, you know, one missed serve, it's like, oh great, we just lost the game. You know, yeah. it was that much pressure that I just was like, I can't do it. I can't let my team down. You know, it wasn't so much me, it was the team. But I do remember the physical fitness side of it when we were training and practicing, like during the summer, it was a hundred degrees in the gym. We were in the weight room, you know, getting in shape. I loved that part of it. Yeah. So when I was about 17 is when I picked it back up because I, I was in a contest and I was like, I got to get in shape, you know, thing. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is the one thing that I really, really love. And it wasn't the physical aspect of it, but it was a game like with myself that I could control this. I wasn't going to let anybody else down. It was all up to me. Yeah. And so it was like mentally, like, you know, my head was clear. I felt great after and I pushed myself. I mean, you know, exercise, you know, certain things are hard. And I always say they're supposed to be hard. That means you're changing and you're, you know, you're doing it, but the love was there. Yeah. And so it was like, that became like my sport. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause you've got, you're kind of, you're setting your own personal goals. You're at your own pace. And I will tell you, I'm a temperament coach, so I don't do Enneagrams, but I'm very familiar with Enneagrams. But to me, I'm already figuring out what your temperament is, your temperament combo. And yeah, that self-competitive drive is, you know, it's, it's innately in there. And for some folks, for some folks, it's not, you know, my husband is innately competitive with himself and, you know, he's a caloric temperament. So his mindset's always, well, I'm better than, and I'm going to keep striving to be better than. And it drives him, it drives him in life. 
And so that inner competitiveness in you, I think the fitness piece was such a great fit for you. Don't you feel that? Oh, every day. <laughs> like, and now you're doing it. So, yeah. okay. So then, so now you kind of discovered that you're like, all right, I kind of found my passion. I mean, this is connecting to my deep, deepest part of my soul. It's driving me. So then how did it translate into fitness coaching? How did you kind of go into that direction? Yeah. Well, so the actual coaching part did not happen until after kids. Okay. Because like, so when I moved out of state, I had amazing job. I worked for Texas Roadhouse, the corporate office, which is in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And there was actually, I mean, how amazing is this? Every company needs to do this by the way, but we had a gym inside our office and we were encouraged any time of day to go work out without question. Like it could be nine Oh two in the morning and I could go to the gym for an hour and it doesn't matter. And it was amazing. It was literally go eat at Texas roadhouse. It's one of the best places ever. And I just have to say really quick, the founder of Texas roadhouse actually passed away last week from actually from suicide from COVID related after effects had some bad, like long-term side effects and he was the most amazing guy like ever. Yeah. And he alone, like his hopes and dreams for building the company is exactly like, it's just basically keep going. Yeah. You know, I mean, right there, like what he done, which you have to read the story and stuff about him, but it was just an honor to basically work for that company and work for these people because they helped also their belief was they were very big into health and fitness because that's the only thing we have. Like, yeah, you know, if you don't have that, what do you have? Yeah, so exactly. that's kind of where it started. But then I didn't really get into the coaching side until after my second daughter was born. I dabbled with it before she was born, but it was more of, okay, I don't have time. I don't want to go back to school. I'm too old, you know, to start something new. I had all of those thoughts, right? Yeah. And then it was just the more I thought about it and thought about it, it's like, gosh, I really do love this. And I think we should all do what we love. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, I mean, it's so much better to go and do a job every day that you like truly love than do something you hate. Yeah. Yeah. You live one time. And so you got to love it. I love that. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit about the fact not to, to hang on to the Texas Roadhouse, but I think it's important too, because if you've got a, a corporation that is saying, all right, we not only can do the best that we possibly can in our work, but we also have to make sure that we're focused on our mental and physical health. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you in regards to the physical health component, how do you think it affects the mental component piece? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if somebody says, I want to start a health journey, if they do not have the right mindset or your mind is not there and combining the two, I guarantee that they will quit. Yeah. They won't show up. They won't do what I ask. They will quit and look for the quick fix, period. Yes. Period. See, let me just do a comparative factor right there and what you see. So as I'm also a coach, and so what I do see is folks that have come to me, and it's really fascinating because I'm like, I, you know, I usually am very, I know there's resistance. And I'm, and I, that's why I want to ask you about that. I know there's resistance, limiting belief type, you know, things happening. I understand that, but I think as a coach for me, you, you have to understand that you sometimes have to let, let folks go because they're not ready. 
right? And they self-sabotage. They make, you know, excuses or, you know, they find that I can't, or I, the what ifs, or there's that fear of failure or fear of success. And I want to ask you, and I, and it can be frustrating because you see such potential, right? I mean, as a coach, I'm sure oh. you see the same thing. You're like, oh, you have so much potential. You're such a beautiful being and you have so much inner, you just gotta, you gotta harness it and just do it. And what are some of the limiting beliefs that you've seen as a transformative coach, as a fitness coach, as a health coach that pops up when folks start working with you? What are some of the things that you've seen? I mean, everybody has limiting beliefs, period, no matter what about anything, you know, it doesn't matter fitness related, just life. There's always something because our minds are wired to protect us no matter what. I mean, if we wake up and it's cloudy, your brain will say, you shouldn't go outside today. Right. You know, because it's safe in here, right? It might rain out there, right? So it's safe inside. Let's just stay inside. So right there, there's a limiting belief. Like you have to get ahead of your your brain, no matter what. So it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, but I can only help the people that will at least meet me halfway. And I used to drag, 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 and it exhausted me. Like it was, I I did the same thing. You have to also, I literally found for myself, I'm like, it's really not, I hate to say this, but the money's not worth it. (laughs) And my energy is more important. And if you can't show up for appointments or you resist doing the work that I ask of you to do, I'm an accountability coach. So I keep you accountable. I keep you focused. I keep the, you know, and sometimes you may not want to hear what I have to say. Right. And so you know, I understand there's a little bit of grace and leniency, but then there's a time where you just have to say, you know what, I'm not the right fit, or this is not the right program right now <laughs> for you. Right, right. You know, and so it's nice to hear from other coaches mm-hmm. that also see that, you know. But my question for you is what have you seen as far as like attainment for goals? Is there anything that comes up that you see with folks when they struggle with going after their, you know, their process goal or their outcome goal? I always go back to, and I know we've said this before, but it's mindset. There is no gray area. It's either you want to change or you don't want to change. Because whatever you do, Mm -hmm. if you lay in bed, that means you don't want to change. If you skip your workout, you don't want to change. If you eat the cake, you're not ready for change, which yes, that happens. But as you're starting, you need to think about those things. Like yeah, everything, yeah. everything you want to do and stop with the shortcuts, mm-hmm. you know, stop with the quick fixes, stop comparing yourself because nobody's created the same. There's yep, only yep. one of each of us in the entire seven. I don't even know how many billion million people there are now, but yep, you need yep. to have patience and consistency. Yeah. And if you do have a coach, you need to listen to them. <laughs> yes. You know, and I agree with you too. Like, like I said, I used to have drag people and it was exhausting. Like for me, like you said, it was taking my sunshine away. And so I have kind of discovered myself through this. Of course, I want to help everybody, Mm -hmm. but I want to help the people that are not just looking for the next 30 day quick fix. You know, I want somebody that's like, we're going to be best friends, like, because we are going to be together. Yeah. Like for a long time. You know, Mm -hmm. so I also say for people like that will ask like, well, what should I do? Like, you know, it's like, start, (laughs) you know, stop putting a timeframe on it. Stop saying, I'll wait till I get paid. Stop saying, okay, well, I'll start on Monday. 
Stop saying, okay, well, I have this wedding coming up, so I'll start, you know, in May. Instead of saying, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to lose X pounds or whatever by this date, say, this is my new lifestyle. This is going to be forever. Because every day you say forever, like, and you don't put a a date on it, every day you're going to get better. So it doesn't matter. I'm talking five years. Like, we're going to be friends, like, forever. Like, let's, this isn't like, I'm not just doing this to do it. Like, I'm going to do this till I die. Yes. It's like fitness has to be that important, just as important as brushing your teeth. Yes. I mean, and everybody just wants to get into those skinny jeans and this goes beyond that. Yes. And I I do tell people too, I said, I understand you want to get in the skinny jeans. We all do. Yeah. But what happens when you're 80, 90, a hundred, and you have to be in an assisted living place or something, wouldn't you much rather take care of yourself? because you took care of yourself when you were 40 and you weren't trying the next quick fix of swallow this or do this or, you know, to get in those skinny jeans in 10 days. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some people care of themselves. Some people literally, I mean, I witnessed folks that are, you know, and I'm not disclaimer, disclaimer folks that, you know, opt to do like the ketogenic diet. It's not for everybody. Okay. And I've noticed when folks do that, it's their mindset is not necessarily overall feeling good. It's an aesthetic piece to this. And it's like, well, I think you're kind of missing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And starving yourself or doing the, the keto diet, not necessarily you should be doing that. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, what's, do you kind of have, like, when you work with clients, do you kind of go, okay, well, what's your why? What's your why for doing it? Is it because aesthetically you want to look at, or do you want to feel overall good? Is right. Yeah, I, act- I actually have like a whole like interview process thing. Okay. I do yeah. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I do. It's very lengthy. And I even like talking to people like just like this, because I do want to know. Yeah. Because I can tell, you know, usually from a phone call or zoom or just conversation messaging, if they're going to stick with it or if they are just looking for something. And I can usually tell within the first week, if they're going to stick with it, if they do based on actions, no matter what, because I have a lot of tools that I offer people. And if they're not using them, like if they're using one of the three or, you know, two of the four, I can bet my life on it that they're not going to stick. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's, and I can tell in conversation, just simple words that I'm like, I can put a time on. I bet they're out, out the door soon because it's not quick enough. Yeah. And it's because they're only looking to look good, not feel good. That's it right there. You just said it. You hit the nail on the head. Thank you for saying that because I think it's so important is, is that we're, you know, we're trying to present this, you know, this persona or whatever we think that, you know, we're supposed to present, but we miss the, the mental component to this, right? That we, we just want to feel good. We want to know what feeling good feels like in our body. And we're all, I'm on the beach right now, Tressa, and everybody's bodies are so different, right? You know, and what looks yeah. My husband's looking, I'm like, you're checking her out or just, you know, everybody's just so different, but you can tell how they carry themselves that inner confidence. Right. And I think that's probably a big thing that you do for folks is that you help them build that inner confidence on what feeling good and looking good feels like. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, I used to be one of those people that if I went to a gym or a class and the trainer or instructor didn't look like Barbie doll, I would think, 
well, I'm smaller than she is. What is she going to do? Like, how is she going to help me? Right. Because that's where, you know, well, this was before social media, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) this is where society would take us. Right. But then learning and getting in things again, there's only one of us and everybody's story is different. And for example, I personally recently put on 20 pounds. Okay. So first of all, somebody's like, Oh my God, why would you do that? Right. But it was part of the plan. I was in a bulk plan. I knew what I was doing, but when society sees you, they're like, Oh, she's getting fat again. Right. Because that's how it is, but they don't know what's going on and what, you know, what I'm doing. Right. And so to some people, if you don't look like Barbie doll, yeah, you think you don't know what you're talking about. You can't. That's what I was going to ask you. Cause I just recently went to an empowerment uh, conference and there was, you know, trainers on there, fitness folks, mm-hmm. and they talk about the pressures that they feel. And, you know, and it's like, well, and you know how you can't, you can't be seen eating an Oreo because you're a fitness coach. Right. But right. how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with that? And I, and I love what you just posted on your Instagram page where you were showing like, this is what I'm dealing with, but I'm working on it guys. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. So how do you deal with that? Like the pressure around that? I would say it, well, because obviously I put that post out there, like love it. that goes again to personal development. Would I have done that 10 years ago? Heck no, probably not. Right. Yeah. Um, because everybody should have zero cellulite and yeah. like, you know, be six feet tall and walk on, you know, the stage and be a supermodel, but that's not who we are. And the fact is I'm okay with showing that because I am making better choices, 80%, 90% of the time. And I am not worried about eating an Oreo or two or three because my journey is forever. Again, it's not just, Oh shoot. I want to lose five pounds. And then, then I'm going to quit the program I'm doing because, you know, I'm going to Susie's wedding And then after Susie's wedding, I'm going to gain 10 pounds back. So then I got to find something else to do. No, I'm okay with eating the Oreo because I'm going and I'm getting healthy and everything I do is still better. Like even gaining the 20 pounds, which of course now I'm in a cutting phase, but I'm still healthier now than I was 15 years ago. Even though I'm bigger, you know, like I'm stronger. I have more muscle. I had a, a DEXA scan I need to do another one, but I just had one of those a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Well, And it's amazing because what I found with the Dexas stand is I had a lot of thoughts and I think, and I, you know, I'm going off cuff here, but my thinking has always been, and again, I'm a seventies baby and you know, we grew up with the idea of, you know, fat free everything. And then on top of that, you have to be a certain weight if you're this tall, right? My mom was that way too, was, Oh, we have to be 120 less, you know, cause we're only five foot three. That's bullshit. Right. Right. And then on top of that, after I did the Dex scan, I was like, what? And my fitness coach was like, listen, that's okay. And she put it out there in a perspective of, I want you to guess how much I weigh. And I was like, and then when she told me I was my jaw dropped, she's like, but I am solid muscle. And I meant to have that. This is my body. This is where I'm supposed to be at on the scale. This, as long as you kind of look at the checks and balances point and kind of keep yourself in that range, it doesn't really matter the weight, right? And it doesn't really matter. It's how you feel internally. Are you feeling more energetic? Are you getting more sound sleep? Do you feel Mm -hmm. mentally more healthy? And I, I was like, she put it in such a beautiful way that like what you're saying, you know, it doesn't matter because we're all so different. Yeah. And, you know, again, and everybody has their own goal. So it's like, for me, 
Like I personally love a good, good, good workout. To me, I want it hard yeah. because to me, you can, and I track everything because every day I'm going to improve, right? Yeah. So I like hard things. I like lifting weights. I like muscle. Yeah. You know, that's what I like. I want to be strong. Like even my youngest, I don't know, this was like six months ago or something. And we were in the mirror bathroom or something. And she's like, mom, you're way stronger than daddy. And oh, awesome. I love I was, that's what I said. He's and, watching you. Yeah. yeah. And I have worked out. I mean, he is stronger, everybody. I mean, like, <laughs> but we were doing a workout together probably around the same time. And I had noticed I was using heavier weights than he was, you know? And I was like, yes, you know, so that's for me, nobody else, you know? I mean, I love that you work with folks and you meet them where they're at. So let's say, you know, they want, maybe they're more, you know, they connect more with weights or maybe they connect more with movement. And I love that you have that full flexibility to kind of meet them where they're at, which is really important, Tressa. Yeah. That's awesome. Really, yeah. it truly is. I got to ask you, what do you want to do with your fitness coaching? Like, what's your what's your long term plans? What what's your hopes and dreams? Endless. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am exploring opportunities daily. I will say okay. that I recently launched a confidence and clarity course. Awesome. So it's a five day course. You know that you can do. It's all virtual online thing. I also offer. Wait, hold on. It's a confidence and clarity course. So yes. where where would they link up with you on that? It is actually on my website. Okay. All right. So, or, or on my Instagram in my bio, there's a link there. Okay. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and then Post I also you guys. So you guys have that. Yeah. And then awesome. I do have private coaching sessions, which that's also on my website. And I do usually two days a week and it's private, either Zoom and it's like monthly meetings, you know, with people. And then I am exploring a podcast awesome. so that's kind of on the horizon. Yeah. Well, what, what, is, what is it like fitness? What are you thinking? No, it is going to be basically mindset, but com- a mix. Well, it's going to be a mixture of the confidence stuff, but without giving away the title, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be having a fresh start. I love that. We, that's not the title, but that's just a clue. <laughs> we all need that because we all don't know where to start. And if we fall off the bandwagon, we have to get a fresh start. Or if we want to just try something new, it is. It's nice and refreshing. It's to know that, hey, I got a guide, right? I got yes. you to yep. help me guide me through, you know, my next steps for this process. Yeah. That's awesome. Good yeah. for you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the work that you do, what inspires you? Definitely my kids. Yeah. Because one, I don't want them to have those experiences I had like in high school in my twenties and things like that. And I want them to know that they can be anything. Like my youngest the other day said she wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. It was like, Awesome. And she's like, you know, you get in this, you get up there and you spin around and some people throw up and, <laughs> and I'm like, that would be awesome. You know, yeah. so it's like, whatever. I don't care if you want to, I don't know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because as long as it makes you happy, but I want to inspire them to know that what I'm doing, because when they see me working, cause I work from home, I am inspiring other people to make better choices you know, with their mind, with their fitness, you know, with health, because just one person, 
you know, you can, without even knowing, like I've had people message me, you know, on certain things and say, oh my God, I totally needed to hear this from you today. Like you really changed my entire day. And it's like, so that one person or thing, it just keeps me going. You know, it's, so it's not all about like, oh my gosh, let's work out. And no, it's so much deeper than that. So it's just, and I think the work that you're doing and that, you know, folks that are in the service industry like ourselves, and we do have kids and if we're at home and they're witnessing us and we actually, and I think I don't just walk the walk, but every day I'm doing the work for myself. They're watching, they're watching right. us right? and it's going to make a huge difference in their outcomes yeah. in life. And it is a big deal too, because I want them to know that you will have not have support sometimes from your closest friends and family. No matter what you're doing, it's just life. Like I am one of those people that not everybody gets a ribbon and it's okay to lose because that's life. Because you're not always going to win things. But if you keep your consistency of what you really do want, something good is going to happen eventually. That alignment work, that is so so key. Yeah. Yeah. And it might might not happen on your time frame because we're not in total control. Right. Right. there's a bigger plan out there. So just keep doing what your heart says to do. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So if you had somebody right now that was watching you and they're like, all right, you know, I struggle with self-confidence. I struggle with self-worth. I really don't know. I'm not real happy with my body. You know, I feel like I'm just floating through life. What would advice would you give them for those that are struggling? One would be turn off the news. <laughs> yeah. And whoever you're spending your time with, I'm sure you've heard, you know, the five people you hang out with. If you hang out with five losers, you're going to be the sixth loser. If you hang out with five amazing, smart, friendly people, that's who you're going to be, you know, and it's okay to remove yourself from the situation and, you know, find, even if it's one person that is uplifting and inspiring to you and just lean in on that one person and block everything else out, period, period. Because again, it goes back to your mind. So if you're not happy with your body, it doesn't matter. You got to get your mindset right first. So the only way to get out of bed tomorrow is to get up for something. So maybe it's that person that you can just listen to that will make you want to get out of bed. I love it. I love it. I have a question for you. Tell everybody right now, how they can connect with you, your website information and anything that they could, you know, coaching sessions. How do they go about working with you? Sure. I do have quite a bit coming up. So my website is just my first and last name fitness. So trust of reeling fitness.com. Super easy. I try to keep everything the same. Facebook is the same. It's just trust of reeling. Okay. Instagram trust of reeling. Awesome. (laughs) Super easy. Now what's coming up? I'm super excited about this. Okay. I'll I'll save that for the end, but I do have my confidence and clarity course, which again, it's on the website or on Instagram. You know, there's a link in my bio. So the confidence course you can always start with. And then I have the private health coaching sessions. Like I mentioned, I do have an April virtual fit club where it's training, you know, the, it is the exercise and nutrition done virtually. I have a private app and things like that. And you can also find that on Instagram. Same thing, same thing. And then um, in May, I do have a, it's a more of a dance-based 
fitness program that's coming out in May. But then what I'm really excited for is starting April 1st. Now, this is a 30-day group that is focused on fasting. So it's called Fasting Forward. Okay. And it is people don't have to work out. I suggest it, but we're talking about fasting. So, you know, as you mentioned trends and things like that before, this is very, very, it's going to be very educational and it's going to be very factual and it's a private group again. And it's basically seeing how you do for 30 days and doing it with, with instruction and direction and not just, you know, know what's great about that is, so I, I was in a fasting group before and it's nice because with fasting, <laughs> you go through some mental resistance. You know, you have some mental games there. And it is nice to have support from folks that are also doing it. I mean, you really do. You do need a tribe for that, which is awesome. You put something like that together. That's yeah. Amazing. You know, and people, if they want to stick beyond authority, that's great. If not, that's fine too. And then I do also have a free community which it's all focused on confidence and mindset. And I have different things each week. Like we are really focused on self-care right now. So we're talking about like self-care, different things you can do, you know, journaling, meditation, yoga, different things like that. But usually every week is a new topic. And it's free. This would be perfect for folks that are dealing with COVID and they can't really get out of their house. And there's, you know what I mean? Like that whole country, there's countries out there that people are pretty, you know, they're pretty home-based. Yes. So that's awesome that you have that available. Yes. And that one is through Facebook. Okay. So it's a free community too. And you can also, I believe I have that on my Instagram link. I have so much out there. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. You're a busy, you're a busy mama and a coach. That's awesome. Right. 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 So that's wonderful. You guys, I'm going to make sure to post all your information in the summary and also on the podcast. Well, and I do have for anybody that's listening too, because we're almost to April. Okay. Anybody, this is a special promo Mm -hmm. that if anybody joins the fasting group before the 29th of March, there's a really big discount coming for you. We'll just leave it at that. So everybody needs that. (laughs) Yes. You have to commit though. Oh, Tressa, you're such a doll. I really appreciate everything today. You really are. I mean, I've had so much fun connecting with you and watching your videos on Instagram and you just bring light. So you. what you're doing. I'm, I'm really impressed. So. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, you guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up. And I just want to give a special thanks to Tressa today. You guys, please connect with Tressa. So Tressa, again, it's www.tressavreeland. So it's V-R-E-E-L-E-N-D. No, V-R-E-E-L-E-N-D. Yeah. Yeah. A-N-D. Yeah. A-N-D. I'm sorry. I'll make sure to post it. All you're going to need to do is click on the link. You'll be good. So. Well, thank you, you guys, and thank you, Tressa. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Tune in to our next podcast with Sabrina. All right, thank you, you guys. Take care. Wow, what a great episode, and a special thank you to our expert today. I hope today's episode inspired you, empowered you, and gave you some hope today. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast to someone who needs hope and inspiration. You can connect with me at www.flip.com.
inshift.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Clubhouse at Flip in Shift. Please join me next time for another expert chat or survivor talk.